Hello, and welcome to the Learn Gray podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Schmidt. Welcome back to the Learn Gray podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Schmidt, and today we are extra lucky because in with me today, I have Amber Wickman, who is, um, well, we'll get into it, but she works with me here at Black Hills Advocate and has been here for two and a half, two and a half years, and we are going to learn a little bit more about Amber Wickman today and all of the beautiful things that she brings to Black Hills Advocate and to our clients and to the world in general. And we're going to share some breaking news later, so stay tuned. Um, so in getting ready for this podcast, Amber, I was thinking about who you've been to me over the last two and a half years and kind of our journey together and what a journey it's been. It's been pretty special for sure. Um, I often call Amber my girl Friday and Amber is the person that keeps the show running around here, keeps me running, keeps things organized and is the holder of the balloon strings as you like to say it. It's a great analogy, right? Tell me more about that. Like, tell me about, um, I didn't even know there was balloons. (laughs) Well, that's why someone has to hold those strings, honey. Um, so I think when we, you were sitting over in your first chair spot mm-hmm. when I first moved in yes, to the warm nest of the office, mm-hmm. um, you were thinking about a hundred, hundred different things, hundred different people, projects. You didn't know where your pencils or your pens were, but you just knew that you had it. <laughs> Order some Jesus t-shirts off Amazon. <laughs> For a client of ours. <laughs> For a client, yes. right? Yes. And that gave me the biggest set of giggles. Like, okay, wait. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> exactly. And for just for a little historical context, I had just gone through like a major business reorganization, a painful business partner breakup. Like we put in some monster long days, like 12 and 14 hour days and just like trying to figure everything out and learning how to do things I'd never done before and do a huge audit of anything and everything related to Black Hills Advocate. And Amber walked in right in the middle of all of that. And so I had posted your job like on, I think it was on a Monday mm-hmm. and you came and interviewed on Tuesday, on Tuesday. And I hired you Tuesday night on the spot. <laughs> Almost. You said, I need to give it a minute. And I thought, mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. And hired you pretty much on the spot. You had to give a two-week notice. Yeah. And it was the longest two weeks of my life. Amen. Waiting, Here too. Waiting for you. Like, oh, I just couldn't wait to get you in the door. So, um, you know, another part of that is that in going through, you know, that, you know, traumatic sort of reorganization and business breakup, I feel like you were a gift from God to me because I think that there was, um, you were just exactly what I needed in the form of being one of the most, you are 
you are hands down the most positive, upbeat person I've ever met. You are an incredible cheerleader. You approach everything with this take no prisoners, can do attitude. You're ready to reorganize it and help me make things make sense all the time. And you did that for me in a big way then. And I just, I want to say thank you. You're welcome. It's really been an honor and a pleasure. I mean, I think, I still think the longest day, which is impressive, of two and a half years, is that one day that we sat and we bounced all the checkbooks and we paid all the bills. Remember? Oh, I remember. It was yes. eight hours. Yes. It was bonkers. Eight hours of just balancing checkbooks. Of just balancing checkbooks and yeah. paying bills. Yeah. We got everyone square. Man. It was good. It was good. It was so good. But, you know, you, you always say that there's a reason, a season, or for a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I do think I was here for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think I'm here for a season. But I also think we're going to be in it for a lifetime. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just been a it's just been such a profound um journey and experience and just sort of um walking this path together because I feel like we're in so many intimate situations and experiences that are highly personal with the people that we serve and the families that we serve and our community around us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a really beautiful, authentic experience to yeah. walk that path with you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So um, I went through uh, Leadership South Dakota shortly after you started, and part of Leadership South Dakota was doing these um, disc profiles. And I'll link, I'll put a link to disc profiles in the show notes, but it's basically kind of what uh, your personality type is, what your work style is. And it's really cool to kind of do a disc profile with the people that you work with. And we've had everybody do them that's um, been a Black Hills Advocate employee over the years. And um, I think it's funny to look at yours and mine together mm-hmm. because we are such complementary disc profile types. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to read a couple of things about qualities that you have uh, from your disc profile, which are giving support, maintaining stability, (laughs) enjoying collaboration, Mm -hmm. and you're totally a team player. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is accurate? Do you think that accurately describes you? I, yeah, I do. But I think, you know, there's always one leader of the team. That's Mm -hmm. you. And I'm like the leader from the back. Like I'm just the here we go. We can yeah. do this. Like you yep. can do it yeah. from the back. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And mine is that I'm, I'm a, what's considered a reformer and I, <laughs> here's where I have difficulties. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to launch in and be like, here's where I fall off the boat. Here's All where right. the professional analysis goes wrong. <laughs> Reformers may have difficulty organizing their time. Huh. Yes. I um, value social approval. I um, trust others highly. And sometimes I am involved constantly in the forefront. Um, I'm very sensitive to other people's feelings. Um, and I'm passionate and direct. Okay. 
Yes. Now here's where it goes off the tracks. <laughs> is that sometimes I get so like um, focused on the big picture, the 35,000 foot view that um, I miss some of the details. And tell me about how you feel about the details. Oh, I love the details. <laughs> Give me all the details. I want to know it all. I know. <laughs> it's so good because a lot of times you'll bring things to me that are very in the weeds, super detail oriented, you know, pennies on the dollar. And I just look at you with my head cocked and I'm like, why is this even important? But I know that I'm like, thank God. Thank God you see all of these detail things that I don't because otherwise... Where would we be? Where would we be? Well, in the clouds. We'd be in the clouds. We'd be going forth in a direction <laughs> that we don't even know where we're going to end up. So um, I want to shift gears just a little bit, and I want to go back in time, and I want to learn. I want everybody to know. I know. But tell us about where you grew up, mm-hmm. and then the second part of that is, like, tell us about how... Uh, how your upbringing sort of formed the person that you are today. Mm. I grew up in the northeastern corner of South Dakota, and that is another level of cold in the winter. Like, Amen. It's so cold. But I grew up just in a really nice town, you know, like from sunup to sundown in the summer, we were outside. We played and played, and I got so dirty, my mom had to hose me off, like... It was just a nice little town, um, and I had such a protective bubble around me that after I graduated college, I needed an escape. Like, I needed some room to grow. I needed to let my wings fly a little bit, um, and so I moved to the state of Virginia, and I worked at an outdoor school for at-risk youth. Now... You take me from a town of 400 that everyone looks, talks, acts like me, move me to Virginia. The first night in my solo apartment, I hear sirens going around. There's some colorful language on the street below me. And then I go to my my first day on the job and there's all kinds of kids at risk who know way more about drugs and sex and alcohol than I had ever imagined before. All kinds of different colors. I'm like, whoa, what mm. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Went to sleep that night and God said, it's okay. I've got you. Just one night at a time. You'll wake up in the next morning. I'll get you through the next day. And I thought, okay, I can do it, right? Mm-hmm. But man, it was so, that job taught me so much about people how to love people no matter no matter what right unconditionally love yeah i mean i had a girl threaten to you know take my head off you don't take that lightly in the middle of the woods at midnight (laughs) right (laughs) right you might sleep with one eye open (laughs) maybe you don't sleep maybe you just stand up i don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you go for a walk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that taught me a lot. <clears throat> and then, you know, through a series of events, um, Brady, my husband, and I dated and we got engaged while we were in Virginia. And that state just has a, such a special place to me 
because I love the smell of magnolias. I love the smell of the woods, of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, I love the wildflowers. But there's something about the Midwest Mm -hmm. that brings us home, right? Absolutely. Um, I remember living, I I lived in California for quite a few years, you know, during the Navy and then... um, when it was time to come home to the Midwest, I'll never forget like driving into South Dakota and seeing the big thunderheads, like the clouds, mm-hmm. like the clouds are the clouds in the Midwest are like nowhere else on earth. earth. And um, seeing mm-hmm. those big clouds and fields of um, sunflowers and wheat and soybeans and just, uh, it just like hits me deep in my core that that is, that will always be home for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've touched a little bit about on your, on your faith, mm-hmm. which is so deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to, I've always wanted to ask you, like, yeah. why is it important why is it important for you to act out your faith in your daily life? Mm. I guess maybe a precursor to that question could be, tell us about your faith journey and like what's brought you here. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I have a really simple childlike faith. Like I just, in my very core, I believe in God, right? The creator I believe in Jesus, his son. I believe in the Holy Spirit sent to give us and help us and direct us. Um, but my faith, Cal, you know, my grandparents grew up, or my grandparents had a ranch um, in the middle of the state. And there's nothing that smells better than alfalfa fields, right? Like in the middle of sunshine. 100%. Oh, so good. Anyway, but when I was little, my granddad would take me in his truck and we would look at the cattle, look at the fields, look at the crops. And he was a man of such deep, solid faith that I couldn't help I couldn't help but not love, right? It was like infectious. It was just infectious because he's there he is like telling me about the weather patterns and how we always ask for rain in equal and right measure. Never too much. Never too little, right? Yeah. So simple. That's great. And then he, we got to the top of the hill. I love this. We got to the top of the hill. He goes, look left. I said, okay. He said, I own all that. I said, awesome. He goes, now look right. I didn't. He said, I own all that too. I said, awesome. He said, but you know who owns all of that above me? Who? God. Oh. Huh. That is, um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like he's the kind of guy that would pick wildflowers and bring them to my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not because he's flashy or flamboyant at all, but just because. Yeah. She needs some wildflowers. And for the record, we, we love Jesus around here. And we, <laughs> our daily Jesus. prayer is bless us. So <laughs> we may be a blessing. And. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think there have been some, you know, hard days and certainly exhausting days mentally and emotionally, um, where we've really relied on mm-hmm. on the strength of God yeah. to get us through. 
And um, it's been really special to kind of share faith with you um, Mm -hmm. over our professional journey and to kind of live that out in our daily walk with our with our clients and our community. Mm -hmm. It's meant more. For sure. Like it has added a whole other level of meaning and authenticity Mm -hmm. and um, just joy to the work that we're able to do. Because we know we're, we're like backed by the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like God's got it. Like when that, Remember when I was at the house with the lady with the gun that was threatening suicide? Yes, yes. And I was texting you furiously? Yes. I knew 100% that you were praying. While you were texting me, I I knew that you were praying. Like, I could just feel it. Yes. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And there was something so safe about that feeling in an incredibly unsure situation. Absolutely. And it's strange because, you know, I'll, I'll go home and, you know, tell Tina about um, something that happened or whatever. And she's like, you know, she, there's been many times where she's like, oh, my gosh, like that wasn't safe, you know. And mm-hmm. I honestly can say there really hasn't been a time where I have felt unprotected in right. the work that we do. Right. The only time I get the goosies when I really need like a visual of God walking uh-huh. on earth. Yeah. Rod Bodie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. We had a client and it's now in the public domain so we can talk about it. And I'll, I'll actually link, um, I'll link uh, in the show notes to a documentary video that was produced about our journey with this client. But we were up on a, a pretty isolated ranch in north of Nislin, South Dakota, literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there was, there was just some crazy energy in that place that was not heaven sent, let's say. And, um, you know, you got chills going in and you had chills going out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That was, that place was heavy. That was heavy. But again, Mm -hmm. by the grace of God. Yes. We've all come to a better place. Absolutely. Rod included. For sure. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, just to give you an idea that, you know, this had all of the hallmarks of just, I mean, it had, there was mental illness and and fine art and religious imagery and and satanic imagery and, I don't, I don't know, there, there was just, there was animals and um emaciated horses and I mean every everything that like there was just such a a mix of um things that were that were full of negativity about Mm -hmm. that whole thing Mm -hmm. and you know a few months ago we went over to see Rod Mm -hmm. who is in an assisted living now in another part of the state and we had the most beautiful visit with him it was delightful we stayed for three and a half four hours it was great we could have stayed longer, mm-hmm. like, and he, he was full of light. Light. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was that was amazing. How do you think your faith affects the, the job that you do here on a daily basis? Like, how, how has that transformed how you meet people in mm-hmm. your role? I, I don't know who has said it or where I saw it. Maybe it's a common... Um, thing that I needs to be trademarked, but 
I've seen it that you never look into the eyes of a person that God doesn't love. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. Like, you you never look into the eyes of a person that God doesn't love. And so I think that helps me mm-hmm. <laughs> get through some hard stuff with our clients. Even when it's heavy and it's frustrating, I still know that mm-hmm. God loves them as much as he loves me. That is such an important thing to remember. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's Even good. when I'm being cursed out by the older gentleman and... Maybe as recently as yesterday. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, you know, I mean, I think that, I think that shapes me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, back to my grandparents um, who are full of, were full of faith, just that's how they lived their life. And at my granddad's funeral, the pastor said he lived a life knowing that he was blessed. Like, yeah. that's cool, right? Don't so, we all want that son so that's at our funeral, I want, right? Yeah, like, so I want someone to say that at my funeral. And so then I think, like, that's how I need to get to take care of people, our clients, yes. their families. Absolutely. The nursing staff, the doctors, the the banks, the, all of the people that make our our web work. Yes. Yeah. So one thing um, that we can't miss talking about, like we have to talk about it. Uh, We have to talk about the running. (laughs) So Amber um, is a huge runner. And literally when I say like Amber runs our errands at lunch, she literally puts on her workout clothes (laughs) and running shoes and runs around downtown and runs our errands. Yeah. And so... um, it's such a huge part of who you are. And I want, I want to, I want you to talk about that. I want you to talk about, um, how running makes you happy <laughs> and your, uh, your connection to it. And also kind of like, how did it start? Oh gosh. Um, well in high school I ran track, but I have asthma. And so my coaches never wanted me to run far. So in college, I pole vaulted and did the javelin because I still wanted to be involved in a sport because I'm, I'm not super athletic, but I like to be involved. Oh, you're super athletic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I moved to Virginia, the the rest of the staff went on a six-mile run, and I thought, that's kind of fun. So I went with them, and then that that's how it started. Like, it just... So it didn't even start until you were an adult. Right. Wow. I mean, I'd run, like, for practice, right? But, like... My love of running didn't happen until I was an adult, for sure. And then it just stuck with me. And then it's like, it's such a habit that I can't even not. I can't not. It's like brushing your teeth, right? And sometimes you run how many times a day? Well, two-ish. <laughs> two Sometimes. Plus a Peloton bike ride. Plus usually. a Peloton bike ride. <laughs> it's so much energy. I don't even know where it all comes from. It's like an it's like an endless fountain of like you're like a live wire all the time, ready to go outside and play. But this our office is in such a great location because I've got such a good like two or three mile loop. The banks, the post office, man, I can hit it all. 
Two to three miles, folks, at lunch <laughs> after you've run how many miles in the morning? Four or five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amber, I just love all of that energy. It's great. It's intoxicating, really. Really, it's intoxicating. Um, I also want to talk about uh, the rules of the road at Black Hills Advocate. So you have developed a few hard and fast rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over the years, and I was just wondering if you, if you would share some of your rules of the road with our audience. Mm-hmm. One of them is always keep our accountant very happy. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's she's, yeah, she's clutch. She's clutch, and she is. If I'm down to the penny, she's down to the penny and a half. Yes, right, absolutely. Um, the other one is. We have an emergency button. Mm-hmm. We don't press that unless it actually is, in fact, an emergency. <laughs> we have panic <laughs> buttons in our office because we deal with so many mentally ill clients that if we were to let someone in, we have a, a doorbell system that we have to buzz someone in. But once they're buzzed up into our offices, if we ever feel unsafe, we have a red button that Amber may have pressed. Accidentally. There was a button and you just pushed it. I thought, well, well. Let's see what happens. And here came the cavalry. <laughs> Whoopsie. So we don't push the red button. Mm-hmm. And then um, what about your dress code if we're going on client visits? Always in flats. Always in flats. And did you learn this the hard way? Learned it the hard way, kids. <laughs> we were moving a client out of an apartment that literally he had... Very little. Very little. Yeah. A cot... Mm-hmm. Eight bags of laundry. A lot of cans of beans for some reason. A lot of cans reasons. of beans. We don't know why. Um, like a paper plate, a bowl, some silverware, like hardly anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we moved out and I was in heels. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you were in such pain. You never said anything. Because I was brand new and I didn't want you to think, okay, all right, weenie, right? Now, I never wear heels here. Ever. Goodness. Even if I know it's a court date. We could have hit up a DSW. We were in Sioux Falls, and I would have bought you a pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> yep. Girl. So I learned that the hard way. That's yep. it. Always wear flats. Right. Um, <laughs> and what about food and water? Important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Amber's going to tell you a story, but for the record, I've really tried to improve this part of my leadership. <laughs> So, faith is important. Sometimes, food and water are also right up there. Um, Same client, we had been working, I don't know, know. let's just say five hours. Let's say five hours. I'll be generous. Child's play. Anyway. (laughs) No, and we had breakfast at the hotel. Yes. And I was in heels. My, (laughs) my (laughs) My feet were incredibly sore. And we had, had not break broken for lunch or water or anything, right? Mm, I'm right. still brand new. Right. And I think I can't complain because that's not what we do here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hungry. So by the time we got back to the car, like, my blood sugar had dropped. And I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> your blood sugar was 11. Your feet were on fire. And you're like, who is this girl? What like, are she, doing? She didn't give me a bean, a biscuit, and I'm about ready to fall down. And so we pack snacks. That's yep. what I do. I When Jenny says, let's go somewhere, I pack the snacks because I never know when we're going to stop for a break. Although you've been 
much better. I have. I've really tried. And, you know, for the record, I really just get laser focused on what we're doing. And I could, I I call it Hunger Games, and I could go 10, 12 hours without, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, I'm. I'm trying to improve my improve my game. And then um, I think you've also learned a thing or two about refrigerators. Yep. You never open the client refrigerator. Don't ever. Don't ever do no. it. No. No, you do not. Sometimes Mm-mm. we go to places where the power may have been off for a period of time or it was off and back on or mice live there. It's been vacant for some time. Mm-hmm. And... If you open the refrigerator, that is a whole can of worms that you can't take back. Literally, it could be a can of worms. It could literally be a can of worms. Or worse. Or worse. Yeah, you just strap that sucker shut and take (laughs) it to the dump. That's what happens. You call it a day. You call it a day. (laughs) So um, I will tell you that there's been a lot of crying around here the last few weeks. And... um, I would say for me that they are tears of sadness um, and but also pride and um, and tears of happiness for you mm-hmm. as you sort of step into a new truth. And um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little bit of precursor. Um, when we had our first client pass away, that had no family, no friends, no no one to bury him. I again in my office thought we have to give him the proper send off. Right, right. Like we can't just have him cremated and then into and then the trash, what happens? Right, yeah, right. And so when we went for the walk in the woods with his cremains, and we did our funeral liturgy. Like, God was knocking on the door like, hey, hey, tuck this in, right? Like, yeah. just get it back there. Um, we did a couple more, and the more we did, the more I thought, okay, I got to listen to this call, right? Like, I got to yeah. listen to, I got to answer this call. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't love this job or working with you or our clients or anything of that sort, but... It's just been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. It's your time. Yeah, it's it's my time. And I'm super excited. And so... Um, and so you start, you start seminary. Seminary, seminary yeah. in the fall. Yep. And then you are going to be pastoring a church. I am. Starting yeah. in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I am, oh, I'm going to get weepy right now. I'm just so proud of you. Change, I know for you especially, like you are such a stable person. And um, I know that change is really scary for you. It's probably the most scary thing that you do in your life's walk. And I'm just so proud of your courage to like follow your dream and to like make this happen for yourself. Like... I'm just so honored to be a tiny part of it and to watch you like spread your wings and like do this. It's great. Thank you. So for proud being of you. Part of this support system. Like this doesn't happen alone, right? And yeah. you've been 
an impetus to it for sure. So good. So good. Um, so tell me what you're most excited about. Oh gosh. Cause we have to stop crying. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I, um, I am most excited to learn about theology. Mm-hmm. I am, I am excited to, oddly enough, learn Greek and how that translates to into the Bible and how we look at it and read it today, and how do I share that with others? Yes. Um, I'm excited to baptize people. I'm excited to um, share. Um, the life-giving hope that's found in God and in Jesus. I'm excited to walk with other people in their faith journeys mm-hmm. and see them grow. Um, I am. I'm excited for all of that. So good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch you do it. I think yeah. it's great. And you know, this isn't um, goodbye because Mm-mm. you're staying. I'm staying. <laughs> so you're still going to be um, here at Black Hills Advocate. Just your role is going to change a little bit and you'll be, um, you know, not here every day, but you're still going to be holding the balloon strings <laughs> and um, getting into the weeds with those pesky details um, <laughs> for me. And mm-hmm. we um, have hired someone fantastic. Yeah, who I'm excited. Is, I don't know, just I we interviewed her and we were just both like, that's yeah. the one. Yep. Yeah. So we're excited to welcome her and get her up to speed on all things Black Hills Advocate. Um, you know, the one thing I'll tell her is be ready and don't, don't expect anything. Be ready for the unexpected. Yeah. You know, like you've taught me so well, read the room, read the room. Yeah. That is such, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I always just say, like, if you're a person that needs to know what your day is going to be like, Mm-mm. this isn't the spot for you. Like, we kind of never know. We just have to, sometimes I feel like I get on a, mm-hmm. get on a carnival ride when I come to work in the morning mm-hmm. and I don't know where I'm going to end up. Could be, could be Nisland or could be the hoarder's house, could be court, could be a lot of places, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and I just, uh. I just come with my arms wide open yeah. and ready for the challenge and wherever God decides to send me that day. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of the fun part. That's the fun part. Amber, thank you so much thank for you. everything that you have uh, brought to Black Hills Advocate and to our clients and totally looking forward to watching you in your next chapter. So glad that we get to keep you here. Yeah. Um in a little bit of a different hybrid role and um, just so grateful for you. Thank you so much. It's really been so wonderful. Like I needed to be here. God said, here you go. This is where you need to be. Yeah. And it's been an honor. If God's for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Amen, Amen. <laughs>